my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. Hey boys, how's it going? Terrible. Why, why terrible? Atrocious. Why atrocious? Jesus. What's wrong? I'm boys? a follower. I'm just, I'm just following Kevin. Okay. Also, oh, yeah, Kev, go first. Kev, what's wrong? You'll find out in segment two. Oh. Oh, uh, I have an idea. What's oh, going oh, on. oh, yeah. Oh. I think I have an idea. Starting off with yep. a shitstorm right off the bat. Uh, guys, welcome to episode 606 of this fine and dandy program uh of geek stuff tng uh we're, we're doing everything Whoa. a day late because uh one of us not feeling um his his, his tummy was a rumbling how, how you feeling Sam? and it's one of good. us it's... is monty and one of us is kev so you can use process <laughs> of elimination to decide who the sicky was it wasn't even my tummy. It felt like there was a tiny man in my head with a fucking jackhammer, part of my French, just tearing my brain apart. I so now on. one of the voices had has manifested into a being. <laughs> I guess so. I think the I think the sandwich entity is literally uh, trying to kill me. Wow. Have you okay. seen the movie Split? I've seen bits of it. I was going to say don't I, I know, because I know, maybe I know. that's going to trigger something we don't want to have to. Deal <laughs> I know with. the basis. Oh yeah, I'll be back next week to hold. Hello. You know, I watched. Uh, we we here. Did we talk about this last week? That I watched that trilogy. Yes. Yes, we talked about I it. Did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We I, was, I, I, I was. I was recalling how good actually as a whole unit. I thought it was really well done as a whole unit. Sorry, just forgot that we talked about that. That's okay. Uh, we can anywho, sandwich. Glad you're feeling better, buddy. Yes, yeah, I appreciate you're it not, too. You're not dead. Um, let's go in really quick. We have a lot of stuff we got to talk about today, and we don't have a whole hell of a lot of time. Quick hits. So quick quick well, hits. Quick-ish. Uh, let's start off by just saying uh, thank you to our lovely Patreon members. You can be a Patreon member by heading over to patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For just a buck, you can be part of our lovely Discord service, a little text-based uh, service for all our uh, all our followers. For $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which is now going to be Wednesday night. And a sneak peek at each week's prep sheet. For five dollars, you get the weekend bonus show, uh, as well as some vintage episode of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for ten dollars a month, you can join us in our lovely uh, Instagram uh, live, which is really all of the the shit storms really that that's really taking place right there. So that will just be fantastic. Uh, if you can head on over there and help support the show, because you'd be surprised how much stuff is needed on the back end of a podcast. You know, you know, I don't. I don't realize how the pool is bleaching my hair out until I do this show. <laughs> that shit is like blonde, blonde. It is, you know what? You were saying another word. You, you were struggling with another word, and then you changed it. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was going to say white, but it really isn't yeah. white. So, I got the salt and pepper. Anywho, anywho, um. What's called? So we do have some uh, news hit off right off the bat here. Let's start with. Uh, ooh, I'm sorry to break in, Monty. Sorry, this just in. This just in. He is. West Coast Scott has joined the the chat. West Coast Scott joining us. All right. Here on the program. It's always appreciated to have West Coast Scott, my future landlord, uh, here listening to us live. 
future landlord. You're so like just ready to just up and leave us in, in a heartbeat right there, Dom. It's it's see, not see, even funny. What this quarantine has no. showed us has showed us yeah. is that yeah. we, they don't even have meat in California. What's he <laughs> gonna do for work? <laughs> what this quarantine has shown us is that we don't need to be in the same room to really harness the energy that is Geeks of TNG. I feel like I get all the same stares and almost smacks that I do when I'm in the room next to you as opposed to now. You know what you don't get? Rocky. I don't get Rocky. And really, it's a blessing. I'll take like a ball and tie some bells to it and throw it it in the corner. Get the effect of Rocky. Screw you guys. My dog is awesome. West Coast Scott agrees. California 100% vegan, he says. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. Um, I can't wait to come there and have a burger with you, Scott. The two of you can then be at a burden the on the Star him. Wars area of the park. <laughs> okay, okay. And since we're, you know, since we're just going to keep the gag moving, I'll make sure everyone I know knows that I'm going to the park and ask if they want me to get them anything. <laughs> Just saying. That's the thing. And it continues. Uh, so we're going to start off the fact that uh, Marvel is going to be pushing That's back. called continuity Con- humor, continuity. Monty. You know, oh, so that's the thing that Marvel doesn't do, which is ironic. Correct. Because See? the MCU. Wow. Silly rabbit segues are for kids. The MCU is our first story with uh, Marvel officially uh, pushing back their MCU movies um, for next year and beyond, making this the first year we do not have a MCU related movie uh, since the inception, I believe it is of uh, of Iron yeah. Man, which is kind of crazy in the grand scheme. Uh, it wasn't Spider Man was this year, so I think Spider Man will be the only movie. Spider Man this year. Spider Man. Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, it came out last year. I wasn't on the show yet. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, so we have Black Widow is going to be coming out May 7th of 2021. Shang-Chi coming out July 9th. Uh, Eternals, November 5th. And Spider-Man 3, December 17th of next year. Uh, after that, we will have Thor 4, February 11th of 2022. Uh, followed by Doctor Strange 2 on March 25th. Um, what about the Eternals? Uh, that'll be November 5th, 2021. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I no missed problem. that. Uh, I mean, this is just one of those things where people can bitch and moan all they want. But I mean, listen, I mean, we got hit by a pandemic. It, it kind of, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. Um, eh, read, read, read some of the classic books. I guarantee there are a lot of good classic stories uh, or artists you're not unfamiliar with. If anyone has a problem with it, and go from there. So... Yeah, yeah let's talk about yeah, let's let's talk about a couple of of things regarding that. Uh, the first of which is that Black Widow is now a Phase Four movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. is uh, well, I guess the Eternals technically would be would have been would have been the beginning of Phase Four because Black Widow would have been the end of Phase Three, mm-hmm. theoretically. So now everything is Phase Four. Um, and the reason this is happening, one of the reasons, is because Mulan lost money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Mulan lost a lot of money, according to, you know, there there have been some leaked numbers uh, that Disney, I think, is not happy that got out, which basically said that Mulan, that Mulan did not perform in the home market and that of course led to the fact that that Disney is not going to release tent pole pictures direct to their Disney Plus even with that premium tag because two reasons and this is the same thing we talked about when we talked about it um, when we talked about it uh, uh, whatever we talked about the fact that they were going to release Mulan at $30 Mm -hmm. um the same two reasons. No one needed to see it right away. And they announced, I can't remember if they officially announced or it was a rumor that, that Mulan was going to be available for everybody at like the end of November. Yeah, so you can't wait six weeks. You can't wait six, eight weeks in order to not pay $30. 
Well, you're an idiot if that's the case, or you just have way too much money, or the virus isn't affecting you, uh, you know, directly your job, et cetera, and so forth. But so, but again, but again, on on that note, also, I mean, there were people who bought it just so they can have some new and different entertainment with their kids and their family. Oh yeah, you know, because you know, like for us, no, no, for us, I'm not talking like about those different. people. Okay, I'm not talking about those people. Those people, they made a choice. Do I agree with that choice? No. There's 85,000 movies on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, and I doubt even though we're 6 months into this, I doubt your kid has seen all of them. So, I'm just saying, you know, like I you know, there's just I think one-off people that were like, I have to have it now. I'll take mm-hmm. my money, yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, uh, the problem is I think there were 15 of those people and that wasn't enough to make Mulan successful but rather a you know a loss or a failure and thus disney decided you know what we're not doing this anymore i bet you milan will be the only film ever released that way on disney plus i'm willing to bet that that's the case and what you'll see is they'll just keep pushing them down they'll put them in the can Mm -hmm. and they'll push them down that's exactly what's going to happen. And the same thing is happening with TV as well. Because uh, Captain America and, or sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier <clears throat> has been pushed, <coughs> pardon me, to an unspecified date in 2021. Although the rumor is it will be early 2021. But WandaVision which was supposed to premiere, I think, in August, is still on the slate for 2020. So I feel like we might get that, that we're going to get that at least before the end of the year. I don't know that there's any more information than that, but that's what's being talked about. Well, speaking of which, that is WandaVision is also our next uh, story. Uh, but oh. actually, actually, before, and let me just add on to one other thing to just kind of add on to your point, what you were just saying, Kev, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a Disney, for argument's sake, they actually kind of invest big into um, like small kind of m- like small movies with a really tiny budget that have like a Blumhouse kind of uh, scenario where they have these very inexpensive films that have the chance to go over really big with an audience. So maybe they kind of concentrate that aspect so they can kind of leave their crown jewel, like don't miss with success in this scenario. And let's just put like, yeah. little small bets on this, co- you know, on, on a Blumhouse mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, it's two totally different topics uh, or genres, but yeah. uh, to try to build something that was, uh, that can be a huge success, like get out. And that movie did not cost very much to make. So maybe they don't do- forget. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, Disney has deep pockets. They can afford to gamble, you know, and they can afford to lose at gambling, Mm -hmm. clearly. Because in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I think Mulan was the gamble to see, you you know, how that sort of method of delivering entertainment would be received. And I think they gambled because Mulan is probably at best going to be a split box office, um, kind of the way Aladdin uh, was, kind of the way that Lion King live and, you know, all those sort of live live remakes that Mm -hmm. they've been doing. They haven't been huge box office hits, but they've done well. And I think... That with Mulan, I think they thought, well, you know, this is a movie we can gamble on just to see who's going to be, you know, who's going to take this bait, so to speak, and and pump us 30 bucks mm-hmm. uh, in order to get access to this movie. Yeah. And I think they learned the lesson, and I think it cost them. It certainly cost, you know, the Mulan box office, certainly. Uh and I think that's why um, almost automatically, like two weeks, three weeks after Milan was released, everything starts shifting. Yeah. There's no more talk about Black Widow coming direct to Disney Plus. That's going, that's like, we'll sit on it forever, you know, but we ain't going to release it <laughs> in, in, uh, at home until it's had its theatrical run. 
you know, and I think the same, you know, I mean, different reasoning, but TV also. I think Disney's perfectly content to go, you know what? We're going to do our part to keep our people safe from the virus, especially regarding TV. And we'll wait mm-hmm. because oh, right. we got 85 million things on this channel for people to watch. And they do have other stuff that they haven't released yet. You know, there's just more Marvel movies popping up. You know, just the other day, what went up the other day? Like the Wolverine. Yeah. Went up like recently. And I don't even, I don't think Logan's up there at all. I don't even know if Logan's going to be up there. I, I hope it is. I would be, I would I be would, very surprised yeah. if, it, if it does, consider the content of that I movie. I mean, technically, it's an X Men film. And technically, technically, you should go on Hulu then. <laughs> maybe yeah um but but the point is is like there is there's stuff you know mm-hmm. i mean there there is stuff that they still have that they're kind of trickling in to kind of answer what you're talking about monty in the mm-hmm. sense that you know they want to get some new content available for people they have enough content that they can yeah get. my my brother just found out this past weekend um he's two years younger than me uh, that the uh, the old fo- the '90s Fox animated X Men uh, is on Disney Plus, which him yes. and I were huge fans of. And he goes, "Oh, I want to rewatch." And as we throw mm-hmm. on the first episode, his three year old was like, "Oh, who's that? Who's who's this?" You know, kind of just like because kids don't really rem- know the X Men the way they do, like an Iron Man or or Cap. Uh, yeah, uh, and well, which is different. Well, they'll from find out I- soon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, there, there's there's going to be gems in there for sure. Uh, but moving on, can, we did, I, can we, I ask you? Can I ask you? Did you watch any of those episodes of X Men? Yeah, I watched all of them. I mean, recently. Uh, three years ago, I think I had them on the comic book store, like the in the background as well. I don't think they hold up very well. Uh, the last dozen do not, but I think they hold up pretty well. I think the first mm. two seasons hold up phenomenally well. Okay. Um, but moving on, we had the WandaVision trailer. Uh, yes. which mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I almost, I would call it more of a souped up teaser than a, than a trailer. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's almost like a, a, uh, semi snap, uh, uh, we'll call it of sorts, uh, where she kind of, uh, you know, did her, her Wanda magic. It looks like, but, but sandwich, what do you think about this? Because, um, I know you were super excited and I'm, I would say I'm, I'm more like tentative on it right now. So, before this trailer came out, I liked the way that they were portraying WandaVision because it looked more oops, sorry, it looked more like uh, like a sitcom from the fifties, and I kind of dug that aesthetic of you know this is Marvel still, but we're giving it to you in a different way. With that said, I did like the trailer. It definitely doesn't have that same feel to me anymore. It feels more like, like I don't want to say like Agents of Shield, but it feels like a Marvel television show more in a way than I think it did oof. before. I, when I say Agents of Shield, what I mean is it's definitely not a sitcom. What you mean is shit. Agents of Shield was okay. The first couple seasons were fine. The back end was shit. But that's a story Dude. from the time. I'm saying what I mean by Agents Dude. of Shield. Can you let me talk? Or are you just gonna, are you just gonna talk no, over I'm me? D- I'm d- no. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what I'm saying about WandaVision is I think it's it's gonna be an interesting take. I don't know how they're bringing back Vision. I'm still I'm happy they didn't let that go though. I'm happy that's something that we still don't have access to knowing. But I'm excited for where this is going forward. Does this count as a phase? Is this in one of the phases, or is it no. separate from the phases? Well, technically, be technically it's phase four. I liked the trailer. I liked it a lot for a lot of reasons. Um, the fact that they're bouncing through sort of all those different kind of uh, visions, no pun intended. You see them in their comic accurate costumes, both characters. Um, there's that fifties bit that sandwich mentioned that he liked and some other bits as well, but there's a couple of things that I think we need to remember, uh, or, or no, if you don't know this, the first thing, the first thing is that if you look at the IMDB page, uh, of this show, they have ruined one of the things that they are, that they were trying to keep secret. And that is Benedict Cumberbatch will be in this program at one or more points during its run (laughs) because this movie ties directly into Dr. Strange two in the multiverse of madness. Now, right in the title in the multiverse of madness, 
right there, you're going to start seeing some of the things that they have that that you know are are being presented, if you will, in WandaVision, which is other sort of if there is a multiverse and Wanda is somehow moving through it, um, that could be the premise of the show. That would also that could also mean Vision in some of the other universes is back or never left. Um, and a number of other things. The rumor mill is aghast with rumors about who might make be making cameo appearances in either the show and or Doctor Strange 2. And, you know, some of the ones I've heard, I don't know if you guys have heard this. Have you heard the Tom Cruise as Tony Stark? No. There was a rumor about yeah. that, yeah. Tom Cruise as an, an alternate Tony Stark in a different universe. Um, there was another one too. Oh, Captain America, John Krasinski I, as I, Captain America. I don't know if I in trust, another universe. I don't know if I really trust the. Uh... Listen, it's just a rumor, and and you know, it, but the, here's things we that 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 are not rumor. In the multiverse of madness is not a rumor. That's a fact. The fact that they're going to be exploring the multiverse in that universe, that is also a fact. The fact that it looks like Wanda is doing some sort of something hopping is also a fact. And then there's one last thing. There's an actress in the movie. I think her last name is Han, but I forget her first name. She, in one of the scenes in the trailer, she's dressed as a witch. And she's driving a car, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's Agatha Harkness. If you look it up, there was um, either, I can't remember if it was on IMDb or if it was, if you played the trailer with the subtitles on and it said Agatha or Agnes. Um, Agatha, if you know Marvel, Agatha Harkness is a witch, in the Mar- she's like the most powerful witch in the Mario universe. In fact, I believe Wanda kills her at some point to gain more power. I don't know. What, you know, someone can look that up. You can give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And explain Agatha Harkness to the listeners. Harkness, I think it is. Agatha Harkness. Um so it's entirely possible she's the big bad in this TV show. And, uh, you know, and, and, and so that I think is a very important thing as well that came out of the trailer, at, at least in some regard. That's that's what's being said is that that's who she is. So and she's been around since like the witch trials, like she's, you know, like she, she's a powerful figure. Or was a powerful figure in the Marvel Universe at one point. Mm-hmm. From the sounds of it, probably the 70s. Because, you know, they did a lot of that stuff then. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that there's, there's a lot to take in from the trailer. But you can't just... I mean, you can. You can just watch the trailer and be like, well, I'm really looking forward to that. Or you can dig a little deeper and find out those connections. And find out who some of these other characters are that are going to appear. And then it all starts to that tapestry just starts to get woven between the film universe, the TV universe, the multiverse, um, all of these things um, just start to kind of coalesce. And uh, it actually, it, it's great. I mean, the, the continuation of a concise Marvel universe, I think is really great. Can I just say this? Yes. Uh, this is probably not on the prep sheet, but you'll want to go immediately to YouTube if you've not seen this yet. I saw the Hellstrom trailer. Did you see that one, Nick? Mm-mm. No. All right, that is right up your alley, Nicholas. Um, Hellstrom is also a Marvel character, Marvel characters, technically. Um, uh, and there, they have a TV show. It's coming to Hulu. It is not part of the MCU. Because the MCU isn't going to go there, um, but it's it, the trailer was excellent. I'm right. really, really looking forward to that series, Hellstrom. Definitely be checking. So that. yeah, definitely check that out. Cool. Uh, moving on, uh, Super Supergirl is going to be ending uh, after six seasons. 
over at the CEW as they shrink the uh, Arrowverse over there. Um, I mean, listen, I stopped watching Super... Actually, I stopped watching all those shows uh, just for the fact that it, it, it became way too much to uh, to watch and follow and stay on top of and everything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if they're kind of just <laughs> holding off and then maybe try to do something more with their their streaming platform, the whole Warner Brothers, uh, AT&T, whatever uh, platform there. Um, maybe. I- I'm just kind of throwing something out there. I don't know what the ratings are right now of the program um, or if they plan to expand and do anything more, bigger and better. Um, I mean, the whole thing's been crazy successful, so I'm not knocking it by any stretch. Um, you know, it just kind of looks like maybe they're starting to kind of go in a different direction. Um, if anything, I mean, it's, it's great the fact that it got six seasons, honestly. Uh, after being canceled the first time. Right. So it's not bad. So it looks like they're going to be canceling at the end of uh, next year uh, at this point. Um, assuming they don't, they don't have any follow-ups. So. Yeah, know. and you know, the word on the street is that Batwoman is also on the ropes. So there's another, you know, Arrowverse uh series that might be biting the dust which leaves what exactly with arrow gone it leaves so, flash yep. legends of tomorrow yep star girl and what well star girl i think is that on cw or is that on only on the uh no no it's on cw i is don't it... have they established a firm connection between star girl and the rest of the arrowverse nah, no i don't know well so black lightning is in the Arrowverse now. Yes. They they brought him over. Batwoman, and then Superman and Lois is coming out at some point in the near future. I don't know a date is, for it. Is that uh, part of the Arrowverse? Is he yes, the this Superman? Is, these are the Arrowverse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the actor's name? Yeah, that guy will be Superman. That guy? <laughs> I forget. I He's forget got a his weird name. name, but I forget it. He, I don't know what it is, but I know the actor. I know his face. Um yeah, I'm amazed that they let Supergirl go before Flash. Before I, Legends of Tomorrow, really. Well, Tyler that Hoechlin. Too. Ty, yeah, that's it. Hoechlin. Yeah. Hoechlin. <laughs> extra phlegm in the front. Hoechlin. Episode 606, extra phlegm. Um, work on it. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought the Flash, I know a lot of people stopped watching the Flash, really. I feel like, I feel like that one fell off a lot. I know a lot of people who are watching Legends, so... You know I what, know. though? The Flash still has huge ratings. It does. Does it? Why? Why? I yeah, don't why? Know. Honestly. I like, don't know. I don't that know was how the Legends... only one I was yeah, still kind of watching. I, I thought Supergirl was doing better than Legends was. And so when I heard that, I was like, did Legends get canceled and we just missed it? Because <laughs> I couldn't imagine that they would, that they would cancel... Uh, that they would cancel Supergirl before Legends, but maybe they're going to stick her in Legends. I don't nah. know. I, I don't know. Another thing for me is, you know, just real quick before we move on to the next subject, I think DC with their shows did a similar thing. I think Marvel did with their superheroes, where they kind of put out some of their, like, what they could, A-list superheroes they had left, you know, because they didn't want to cross over with the movies. So now I'm wondering, you know, Arrow's over, Supergirl's over, yeah, they got Superman coming, I guess. But like, what's really like their mainstay superheroes on this Arrowverse pro, uh, programming? Because Flash, like Flash for now until they cancel him in a season, and then yeah. what? And then what? Because like, I'm I, not nothing. Nothing against the Superman and Lois show, but is that going to really, uh, you know, anchor the well, Arrowverse? <laughs> well, Lois and Clark, the the former version of the same show we're about to get. That was on for quite a few seasons, as I recall. Mm. Um, so there could be something uh, that 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 could have legs. I honestly don't think it will because I don't think there's anything new about it. You know, I just don't think there's anything new about it. They won't do Batman. They won't do you know like and and I think that's a really excellent point, Mister Sandwich. They don't have anybody left. They got to start pick. You know, like. What are they going to build up the Justice Society? Like, are we yeah. going to get like a Midnighter TV show or an or an Owl or or any of those characters? Like, is it somehow all going to coalesce in some sort of Justice Society? 
I did I say Justice Society before? That's what yeah. I meant. Justice you Society did. of America. Are we going to get like, you know, is that the direction well, we're going? Because here's what we got so world? far. We got we got Constantine. We got Swamp Thing. Justice League Dark. I figured it out. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I I'm the only one I think on the planet who liked Swamp Thing. So no, I a like lot of it. People, no, a lot of people like. Swamp a lot of people like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I don't know anyone Cancer personally. Yeah, I don't know anyone just, personally. Yeah. Not a lot of people. Do. I, I, I haven't seen a single episode of Star Girl yet, and Star Girl is actually a character that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's only because I'm, I'm not going to get the DC streaming service. You're not going to get more brother, I mean, Let's yeah. be honest. If it lasts to the end of the year, I'd be surprised. And two, all that stuff is supposed to come to HBO Max. So I have to wait. Yeah. Uh, so another catastrophe that's kind of uh, happening in that whole uh, universe there. Zack Snyder's planning on new Justice League reshoots. And the kicker <laughs> is it's happening amidst the whole Ray Fisher claims against um, uh, the company. Because mm-hmm. remember he was saying there was abuse with uh, Joss Whedon. And... Uh, yeah, I think things are gonna get a little, a little sticky over there for uh for for the Warner Company. The the Justice League film, what's I don't know what to call it, Odyssey. It's like the slowest car accident I've ever. Seen. It's been rolling. <laughs> yeah, but for you're like, slowing down to take a look at it, aren't you? Exactly, but it's been rolling over for like three years straight. I have a confession to make. I made Kevin see this in theaters for my birthday with me. I don't know if he'll ever forgive me for it, but I made him see No, I already have. Okay, good. We haven't talked about it since then. It was one of those things. You know what? You know, you you bring up the analogy of like an accident. I bring up the analogy of a train wreck. You know, like you have to slow down and take a look. Who's driving by a train wreck going, eh, nothing here. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you know, in order to talk, you know, I always say this on this program, and this is the truth, and this is one of the, you know, one of the things that we promote, if you will, and that is we we will offer you opinions based on things that we have actually seen or things that we have touched or felt or, you know what I mean, like in the case of product, that oh kind my. of thing. You know, we're, that's like, you know, I can't bash Justice League without having seen it. I can say before mm-hmm. Justice League comes out, this looks like hot garbage, and then it lives up to that that vision. Um, that 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 happens, but you know, like I, I definitely couldn't go into the specific criticisms that I have of that movie, or any movie, or any TV show, toy, book, uh, collectible, anything, without actually experiencing it for myself in whatever manner that it gets experienced. So there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. I feel bad for this very Fisher guy because you know reading the article, he did, this was supposed to be like his big break, you know, mm-hmm. for him getting well, into. It's, well, he sucks. And well, that aside, that aside. Okay, that aside. That movie. <laughs> because what he's trying to do is blame everybody in the universe for the fact. You know, that he was mistreated and blah, blah, blah. And let's be honest. He's just covering for the fact that his performance stank. His character yeah. stank. Yeah, I like you know, that. Like, this was awful. It was awful. You know, like, and you know, that's saying a lot considering the rest of that movie. Yeah. You know, there was no, it wasn't like, it wasn't like he was the dark spot in an otherwise bright movie. You know, he was just one of many dark spots mm-hmm. composing that entire film. You got anything else on that prep sheet, or should we take a break? Uh, da, 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 da. No, let's just hit on the fact uh, Netflix is canceling uh, Dark Crystal, Age of mm-hmm. Resistance, uh, after it did so well, and it got, what was it, mm-hmm. an Emmy nomination? Yeah, Emmy win. Uh, yeah, so that's outstanding children's program. Yeah, it's just a little surprising. Right Too there. expensive. Uh, uh, right there. The other um, that would be my bet. Too much money. I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, do do there. Are the only two things I want to hit on really quickly before we go to break. 
uh, Shudder is ordering an animated creep show special, uh, which is going to have uh, Joe Hill and Stephen King involved, as well as Greg Nicotero some more. Uh, so that will be fantastic. Creep show is fantastic. Uh, 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 anthology horror series that's on the network. Uh, also a few movies that were fantastic, not the third one. Uh, and it's also going to have a Halloween Joe Bob special that's going to be rolling out as well. So something just to kind of put your radar on because uh, I'm 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 a, I'm a fans. I'm a fans. I even uh, interviewed the uh, general manager of uh, of Shutter, and uh, the people who are behind the scenes are just as much a fans of uh, the genre as well. So it's pretty. Hey, have you watched Have you watched that show about cursed movies? Yes, I did. Um, the I first... want to. I want to see that one. Remind me. I, I need to uh, talk to you about that after the show. Okay. I I wasn't a fan, and I was okay with it. And Squeeze hated it. So we'll talk later. Um, but Big Kev, why don't you take us to break right now, sir? With that, Mr. Sandwich and Mr. Mayhem, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six hundred and six. The one sandwich calls now with extra phlegm, but nobody else will ever call it. And we'll be right back. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pi Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton, and I'm Podcast Rob, and we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Joe Bob Briggs, the world's greatest drive-in movie critic. Well, actually, the world's only drive-in movie critic, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three-quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar 2D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and, yes, Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to the, your parts of the model, You'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. 
the genius of the system. So you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Huh? So. Shadaisy. Good stuff. Uh, so, boys, we have uh, a little bit of Hasbro news um, <sighs> to talk about. So, basically, I'm going to explain the outline to everybody on how this uh, segment's going to take place. Um, Hasbro came up with some... And I'm going to try not to have an aneurysm. And we're going to hear from Big Kev, because um, he, he can really put it very eloquently. Uh, much better than Sandwich and I could even yeah. think about in a million years um, about why this is just a, a hot turd uh, on a plate. So, uh, Mr. Big Kev, sir, if you could please well, just take the mic and, uh, yes. and, and yes. you do your thing. Yes, I'm glad to do that. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. And thank you for the faith that I can uh, do this without, as Sandwich puts it, naughty language. Uh, as well as not having an aneurysm uh, <laughs> while trying to do that. Um, so uh, right now, going on right now as we speak is HasCon. This is Hasbro's convention where um, uh, all of their product teams um, are talking about releases. They have like some celebrities and some musical guests. It's all happening somewhere in the Hasbro universe, um, uh, in, in leaking into our universe, um, like sewage. So, uh, <laughs> that said, there's a couple of things. Now, of course it's a convention, so they have exclusives. Um, has at Hasbro pulse is where you'll find the exclusives or you would, except I think they're all gone now. Um, they had a bunch too. I think nearly one from every line. I want to talk about some of them really quickly. Uh, the first one and the only one that I got was actually a two pack. Um, it's Logan and Professor X from the movie Logan. Ooh, and that was really nice. Actually, really, really good. Yeah, the Professor X was particularly spot on. So awesome! I really like that one. Um, there was a. Black, I believe it's a Black Series, Black Series Wampa um, from Star Wars. So that would be a Wampa that's scaled with six-inch figures, which makes him probably nine inches, I guess, tall, roughly. Um, uh, also, speaking of Star Wars, there were two other ones. There was a Black Series Heroes of Endor set, which had one, two, three, like three or four, I think four, um, characters in their endor outfits leia luke han maybe um wicket um i think those are the four i honestly don't remember um because just not interested in in um the vintage collection they did a three pack of of legend uh, um vintage style or realistic style clones uh fives um some of the specialized clones that were in the 501st, you can go over to Hasbro Pulse and you can see which ones. Really well done. Um, there's also a Transformers one. Oh, there was also this one, actually, uh, Mr. Monty. You might like this one. Sorry. There was a four-figure box set of the Hellfire Club. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. And um, although it was released prematurely in Europe, it and hasn't been announced even in the U.S. I'm sure that announcement is either coming today or tomorrow. They're doing a troop, an army builder, Hellfire Club. You know, one of those guys that wears blue and has just kind of the, you know, sort of blank face. They're like blue and red. If you saw them, you'd know who I mean. Um, uh, an army builder that will be available specifically on Hasbro, um, uh, Hasbro Pulse. You know, their their online store. Um, so those are kind of the exclusives. Um, um, and there'll be reveals. I don't know that they've revealed a lot of anything yet. They announced a new HasLab project. And Ooh. it was the strangest kind of out of left field one ever. Um, I don't know that you, Mr. Monty, but maybe you, Mr. Sandwich, have heard of a, an, an older board game called HeroQuest. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, well, HasLab's new project is a reissue of HeroQuest. Huh. And it funded, it was a million dollars, which, by the way, to fund a board game, even with as much stuff as in that one, not a million. It funded in a day or two days, a million bucks. Boom. So you awesome. do that math. At 100 uh, and change a piece, you do the math. Um, so that was that kind of happened. Um, they also announced uh, new Mandalorian, a lot of Mandalorian stuff, some Mandalorian video games, some other things. But I think the most significant thing to come out of it, in my opinion, and I this is the thing I don't know how I feel about it, uh, really, is they, they're doing a series of Mandalorian... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're six inch uh, makes them the black series. I'm pretty sure they're black series. It's called the credit. Uh, I think they're called the credit figures or something like that. Okay. They come with Republic credits, but that's not why they're credit figures. Although it, there's a double entendre here. They come with a little, yeah, they come with a little like Republican credit, which is like, you know, like money in the Star Wars universe, but they're also colored. The way that if you've watched The Mandalorian and you were smart enough to sit through the credits and see oh. all of the um, beautiful artwork. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, now they've stylized figures with that sort of palette of colors. Because I'm looking at them at first and I'm going, well, why is it Gina Torres' character, not Torres, whatever her name is, Corona, Gina Corona. Why is her character, who is in blue in the show, is now in more like a green or a teal? Mm -hmm. You know, and why does the coloring of the Mandalorian look off? You know, and why? You know, like everything was just kind of off, and I didn't, I didn't get it at first. Then I saw the card uh, that they're going to be on, and it's the art from the end of the show. Cool. So, on the one hand nice way to reuse the molds that I'm sure were quite expensive. On the other hand, really? I, no. I mean, nice for some people. I just didn't get it. I, 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 you know what I'd rather have? I'd rather have a book of all that artwork. Oh, I would love a coffee table book of that artwork. That, that I would too. I think, I think we even said the same thing after I, the, we the did. first episode or two. I would, yep. and you know, obviously, I think it's safe to say at this point, you guys are slightly bigger Star Wars fans than uh, than I, uh, but I would absolutely love to have that because I have a, a a nice art book about like the creation of the bombshell statues from the DC line, right. and I just would love to have that, you know, because I just love the, the art style of those two. Things. Yeah, so, the, the style is just fantastic. I think yeah. it would look great. So, so that's kind of let's let's call that the broad strokes of Hasbro, but. The one thing I want to talk about really specifically, I wrote about this on our Facebook page as well, but the, the thing that they announced yesterday via a video with two of the guys, three of the guys who run the Marvel line for Hasbro is a what they announced as a five POA three and three quarter inch Marvel Legends line. <laughs> now... Now, put this in perspective. What, first of all, it, as it turns out, it's not five POA. It's seven. Because in the middle of their arm, they have a swivel joint. So you basically, I mean, if you're looking at the video right now, the arm kind of does this. It doesn't do this. It does this. Right? The joint seems to coincide with the end of gloves for a lot of characters. So, for example, Captain America has those long red gloves. Well, the joint is at the end of that glove. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And I watched the video, and maybe we can get a link uh, to it up. The video where Marvel announced this is on YouTube. And I looked at the three guys who were in charge of making this line, and all I felt was... Either they are the greatest performers of all time or they've just lost it because they're talking about, and there's a Kenner logo on it. So the whole premise here is what let's imagine what would it have been like if Kenner back in the day in the nostalgia day had produced five slash seven POA 
figures from Marvel. Ooh, what would that have been like? That's basically the premise here. And the premise comes and it comes from they're going to they're going to try to justify it in a couple of ways. And I wrote again, I wrote about this in Facebook so you can look at it there as well. They're going to try to justify this in two, in a couple of ways. One because their one of their competitors is a company called Super 7. Super 7's most popular line is their in-action figures, which are basically with all due respect to Super 7 they're just cheap little five POAs of characters that never got done anywhere else. I like that's Super it. Seven, though. Right? I like Super Seven. I mean, Seven, that's though. what they are. They're a great little stab at nostalgia. Super Seven is is not, with respect to Super Seven, not a major company. Sure. They're doing these. They're doing like you know what are they doing like Escape from New York? I don't even know who they're doing. They did Planet of the Apes as five POA. Honestly, I love the you artwork. Know? I love the artwork uh, with them more than anything else. I, I sure. think they're great, but let's call them what they are. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, kinda, they're a small player for sure. Yeah, they're just. I don't even Super Seven. I mean the figures themselves. Let's call them what they are. They're a real cheap bit of, in my opinion, decorative nostalgia decorative nostalgia they're meant to stay i mean you can take them out and display them and all that you certainly can do that but i think based on the card art and everything else it's kind of feels like you're kind of meant to display them that way and they feel more like an art thing than a toy thing mm -hmm. so that's the first justification hasbro is going to use because super seven is selling a billion of these they're not selling marvel ones they're selling oddball movies and oddball characters that's what they're selling marvel or hasbro is a major toy company who is supposed to post to produce toys for both children and collectors at least that's what they say Supposedly. it's not true but that's what they say and the i think the second sort of justification for this is the recent maybe the last two years they have released six inch Super articulated, like regular Marvel Legends characters, but retro Spider-Man characters on those retro 90s Spider-Man cards. Have you guys seen these? No. Yeah. So it's basically a card from, it's, a, it's an old Toy Biz card from the 90s. And they've taken the figure, let's say it's Spider-Man, that had like five points of articulation in the 90s. They fully tricked him out with articulation, new sculpt, the whole thing, and just put it on a retro card rather than in the traditional Marvel Legends box, and so on and so forth. It's cute. It's, that's, it's a bit of nostalgia, but let's be honest. No one's getting these for the purposes of nostalgia. They're getting them because they want hyper-articulated versions of these characters that some of which they've never been offered before, like Armored Daredevil. You know Daredevil's worst costume ever? <laughs> That's never been offered by Marvel Legends before, at least not to my knowledge. That has never been, uh, that's never been offered before, before this terrible series. And so <laughs> I, even, I even got one of those, oh. you know, because <laughs> I'm a Daredevil fan, right? But it's not like no one's buying these because they're like, oh, man, I remember this toy in the 90s and it was cool and I get a super – that's not what's happening. That's the just – that's part – another part of the justification I think that Hasbro will use. But there's a flip side to that coin. And the flip side is they ruined Star Wars by doing exactly what they're doing now with Marvel. They switched Star Wars back to 5 POA. I don't remember how many years ago that was. They canceled the Vintage Collection, which was the greatest thing they had done in, in, in years. They canceled it. They went to 5 POA. That's why there's, th what, three figures? Is there even three? Figures from Solo and Rogue One. It was during that period. Where there are no, there's like a Marvel, there's a vintage collection Han Solo, and I think there's a vintage collection, what's her name, the lead in Rogue One, and I, I don't even know if there are other ones. I'm talking three and three quarter here, not six inch. Um, the vintage collection, not the black series. So in the vintage collection, 
They went five POA. Solo's entire line is five POA. Rogue One, I think, is mostly POA. Last Jedi was mostly five POA, and so was Rise of Skywalker, which just means the figures match the movies. They're both shit. But the point is, is that they 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 ruined Star Wars. They ruined the most successful toy line in history. They ruined it by doing exactly what they're doing. And in my opinion, it's worse for Marvel because it's, it's worse for Marvel because at least when, when Hasbro was producing five POA star Wars, there was still some like Walmart still had like the vintage collection in a different packaging. There was something. And there was also six inch, but what happened? The, the numbers that they were the actual numbers of stuff that they were producing dropped mm-hmm. the actual number of lines they were producing per year dropped so if you had a line and there was four figures in it six inch line black series there was four figures in the line you couldn't find them anywhere because they're so massively underproduced because they're too busy wasting talent and time and money and plastic and resources pumping out these five POA figures, which which all ended up at the dump stores. And by dump stores, I mean Ross, TJ Maxx, Five <laughs> Below. All the stores where everyone dumps their garbage. That's where they ended up. And they continue to end up there now. So, you know, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that they are... are are, are going to now go, you know what, let's do this with Marvel. Let's let's see if we can, you know, if we can, because what it means is it, there's going to be less Marvel, in my opinion, less Marvel Legends. There has to be. Resources, sculpting, production, all of that stuff, which is in the Marvel department, all focused on Marvel Legends and a few other things, you know, like the five POA 12-inch shampoo bottle figures. <laughs> That are also on clearance everywhere because no one wants those either. You, you know, like that, all the resources that they have to take away from Marvel Legends in order to get this crap line produced, just, it's it's a shame. It's just that it really is a shame. That's it. That's that's what I wanted to say. Oh, that's all? That's all you wanted to say? Are you done? Yeah. Okay. You done? Cool, Did cool. anyone time that one? Do we have, do we have a... Oh, you I shut your mouth. I didn't hit you the record mouth, button. Sandwich. Can you say that again, Kev? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very passionate about the fact that you're very critical about these toys, to Kev. Cram. They're trying to cram nostalgia down everybody's throat. And I wrote when I wrote it on Facebook. I said, "Do you know what I remember? Everybody talking about when when you know five poa like." The, during the nostalgia period. Mm-hmm. You know what I remember everyone talking about? Why can't my Star Wars figures move like my Micronauts? Micronauts had full articulation in 76. Star Wars figures didn't come out till 78. Why? I don't know. So nobody was, you know, like, I get the nostalgia, right, because that's all we had, mm-hmm. because that's all they could do then. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they were a Japanese company. But, the, like, that's all that they could do. So that's all that we had. We're not there anymore. We're in the vintage collection era now. We're, 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 in, we're in the hot toys era. You know, like, we're in the era where everything is super, can be articulated and still look great, not look all chunky and stupid, all kinds of accessories. They, they, they're paying homage to... Uh, the old school stuff by even having the vintage collection. So there you go. There you go, indeed. Um, that, that's good. We need we need like kind of healthy little uh, rants like that. It's pretty good and informative as well. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. To, I didn't mean it to be a rant. No, 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 no. We, well, no, you know, I just, appreciated it. But you're I just passionate. Think, you know, you're passionate and you're you're knowledgeable of of what's going on so it was a nice twofer uh uh right there so all good 
But uh, I'm hearing the wrap-up music right now, so you can catch us each oh, yeah. and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com, that nice fancy-smancy website. Uh, you can check us out with the same handle over at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitters. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M, over uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, and uh, I'm sure somewhere else maybe. Uh, Big Kev. You can find me Xbox Network, Big Kev GS, uh, everywhere else, Geek Stuff. I was about to say, say Geek Stuff TNG. Big, <laughs> big BK Geek Stuff. Phenomenal. Sandwich. Sandwich. You can find me on Xbox and Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. It's never not, beautiful. It's never not going to be funny. Uh, and with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Monty, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 606, the one we called Sandwich is Flemmy, to a close, <laughs> the way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, Ron Cobb, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Music.